0: A
1: Podcast 1 Production. Hey, I'm former Australian beach sprinter and fitness trainer Katie Williams. When I was competing, I would do anything I needed to do to be the best. But now that I'm retired, I'm trying to develop a more balanced relationship with my diet, exercise, and my body image. In each episode, I'll try a different diet or lifestyle challenge for two weeks to see if it helps me think, move or feel better. For two weeks, the challenge I'm taking on on... is mobility. Now, I wanted to try mobility because I'm actually not that mobile. I'm mobile enough, but I could definitely be more mobile and flexible. I wanna move better. I wanna move freely. I wanna move with a greater range of motion around my joints and I wanna have a lesser chance of injury. The more that I train, obviously the sore I get and the older and stiffer and achier my body becomes. So I'm doing this challenge because I'm being proactive. I'm not being reactive. I'm not waiting for an injury to come or the pain to come. I am doing it before. Mobility does affect me. I can get a sore lower back and very tight hips. I do deadlifts in the gym. I do squats. I box. I can do kickboxing. I do running. They all tighten my hips and tighten my lower back. So I need to have a routine in order to combat the recovery and combat my chance of injury. So it definitely does affect me. Sometimes my hips can be so tight it can affect my sleep and it can also affect my performance in the gym. So what I want to get out of this challenge is I want to prove that I have the discipline to do this even if I don't want to do it um, hopefully it'll improve my recovery it'll lower my chance of injury I'll perform better in the gym I'll perform better in running I will um, recover better after my runs and be less sore particularly around the arches of my feet and my hips um, and I'm also really curious to see how my hips feel and if it loosens up my lower back Before starting this challenge, I wanted to speak to Shona Virtue. She is the queen of mobility. I wanted to get Shona in the studio for her support and her guidance, plus the correct information for how to do this challenge properly. Today we have Shona Virtue coming in to chat about mobility Shona is a author. She is a PT and she's an ex-gymnast and a mobility expert. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So why did you get into mobility? Like where does this come from?
0: Okay, so I was a gymnast. I grew up as a gymnast and um, gymnastics is very much about having extreme levels of both strength and flexibility, right? That's what it takes. And when I eventually quit gymnastics, I went into dance. And dance was incredible and I absolutely loved it, but it was very much about increasing the flexibility but not having the same levels of strength. Then I went a step further and I got into yoga. And I got into yoga because it was actually recommended to me by my dance teachers at the time and they were very much about this sort of calming aspects of it, the rehabilitative rehabilitative aspects of it as well. And Actually, it exacerbated problems for me. Of course. Right. So I became more and more flexible but lost the strength. And that's where I had all these instabilities. So I started getting these aches and pains in my bodies. My back pain was getting worse from just so much flexibility in my back from gymnastics. My hips, they had no strength. I wasn't glute training at this point. You know, I didn't even train with weights. Basically, I had these injuries that just kept coming up. And it was actually, and I, I credit him every time. I So, crediting him, I give him too much credit. But basically, I was dating a personal trainer at the time, and he was like, "Do you know what, Shona? I actually think that you need to uh, you need to weight train." And I was like, "Like, no, as if I need to weight train." He was like, "Just come in, come in for a session." And so I went in for a session with him, and we did heavy squat, well, heavy as in heavy is relative, but yes. heavy squatting. We worked on basically strengthening areas that I'd never even thought about doing. I mean, I didn't squat when I was a gymnast. We squatted in terms of body weight stuff. There was a lot of calisthenics based stuff, but no nothing under the barbell and he put me under barbells and took me into the section that I thought was literally reserved for a big beefy men only. And the, be- the beefiest. The beefiest, yeah, beefiest. Um and I walked out of that gym pain-free and I'd walked into the gym in agony. So it was one of those things, it was one of those light bulb moments for me where I was suddenly like, oh shit, there's something in this. I kept doing yoga, I became a yoga teacher, kept trying to find the root of, uh, rehabilitation through yoga, through the path of yoga, and it just wasn't working. And it wasn't working for my clients either. And I started to realize that I'm going to have to kind of expand on this. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to become a personal trainer. I'm going to understand how to weightlift. I'm going to understand how to program in that way. And that's kind of how the Virtue Method was born. It was like, right, equal parts weight training, equal parts uh, mobility
1: stuff. I love talking about mobility, but I don't know enough about it. Okay. What do you want to know, mate? I want to know what is mobility. <laughs> you know why? Because I saw you do a video where you put your leg up and then you were a like, this is flexibility. And then you were like slowly releasing it and, and then you were like, this is mobility.
0: Yeah. So a really simple way to think of it is basically your passive range of motion versus your active range of motion. So if I was to just kind of drop down onto the floor and do the splits, that's more passive based because I'm just kind of sitting in it. Yes. using some gravity. I'm using the force against the floor. But to be able to actually kick at that range or to create any force at that range, that's mobility. And that's what we want to strive towards because whenever you have flexibility, there's potential for an instability unless it's
1: supported with strength. Can you give me an example of a flexibility exercise and how it's different to a mobility exercise? Yeah.
0: Okay. So, you know, the good old like reach for your toes kind of stretch for your hamstring? So that's a flexibility thing, okay? That's very passive. You're just kind of reaching forward and you get a bit of a hamstring stretch, maybe a lower back stretch as well. So it's just really passive. There's no contraction going on. With mobility, what we're trying to do is take a joint through its full range using both contraction and an ability to relax. So it's more movement related. So when you do the program, you're going to do these things called controlled articular rotations, which is where we're articulating and rotating through a joint, through the range of motion that it is supposed to have based on that joint. Yeah, so a stretch forward is just like one angle. Yeah. But a joint doesn't move like that. Not at all. Yeah, it has to move in different ways. And that's a mobility exercise
1: will have that involved within it. I think people are slowly shifting, but why do you think there's resistance to people wanting to do mobility work?
0: Oh, let's be honest. You know, it can be a bit boring at times, can't it? Like it's kind of like cleaning your teeth. You can get the odd like exciting tooth, electric toothbrush might excite you for a couple of weeks. But other than that, it's kind of like you have a certain amount of time in your day and I get it. It's like we, the fitness industry has done A disservice for a period of time whereby all the um, communication that we put out in terms or or the the propaganda was very much around like no pain, no gain. It was kind of like, you know, sweat is fat crying. It was that sort of hardcore bullshit. Literally, all the trends. All the trends, which were very aggressive and they really associated exercise with punishment. Mm. And, you know, the gym is not the place to repent your dietary and lifestyle sins. Really, it's a place that you should actually be embracing what your body can do and then helping it to do things better, do the things that you love better, right? So fundamentally, when people think of exercise, they think, okay, well, I'm time poor. I get it. People are time poor. I have maybe max 45 minutes a day for exercise, certain people, max maybe. If you're associating exercise with punishment, the last thing you want to do is go to the gym and sit down and breathe and calm yourself and work through your hip mobility,
1: right? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, come in here, let's loosen up the hips. Yeah, it's kind (laughs) of like, you know, I don't have time for this. So I've got you in the studio because you're going to give me a challenge. I am. What is your challenge you're giving me?
0: So my challenge is a mobility challenge. You are going to do my mobility program. Are you ready? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So what it's going to entail is a daily mobility sequence. Okay. It's 15 minutes. So every morning you're going to get up and I want you to take your 15 minutes to mobilize and you'll have the sequence. You literally just hit play. You'll hit play on the video and I talk you through the whole thing. Amazing. You just follow along with me. Then you get on with the rest of your day. Then that evening or maybe uh, after your workout, whenever you can fit it in, you come to either your hip mobility sequence um, or your upper body and spine sequence. Okay. Yeah. And you'll just do one of those whenever. Just don't do it before a workout. <sighs> I can feel Yeah. You are nervous. Yeah. What's making you so nervous about it?
1: Um, I just sort of resist stillness, like slowing down a bit.
0: Well, you've done meditation.
1: Yeah. I've, I'm, I've never been, I know that this is not stretching. Um, but I, I yeah, am, we
0: do stretch. Yeah,
1: that's one thing I will say is that stretching got a bad rap. But you have to have a
0: base level of flexibility before oh, yeah. you can get f- mobility. Yes, so people kind of now are going through this trend where they're like, oh, you know, screw passive stretching;
1: it doesn't do anything. Oh, there's absolutely a role. I passive stretching totally, totally time. a role. Exactly. Absolutely. It's Just
0: more a question of okay, once you get that passive range, what are you doing with it? And can Mm. you produce any force from that? Because if you can't, then really you're going to overload the tissue at some point, particularly when you have something like a sport that you love doing um, that involves a lot, like big ranges of motion. Mm. Yeah, so what's going to happen is I feel like you're going to do it, you're going to love it, well, you're going to hate it a bit and then you're going to love it. You're going to end up doing it for a good period of time. You'll finish the challenge and then you'll think, do you know what? I'm definitely going to keep this in my life. Yes, yes. You'll do it for another maybe two to three weeks. Something will come up. You'll probably have another challenge and then you, that it'll fall. And then you'll wake up one day after maybe a month off going, oh, I actually really, oh, my neck's, oh, I really miss that range. I feel a bit kind of sticky in my joint movement. And you'll go, okay, I do need it in my daily life. It's wow. Kind of like if you stopped cleaning your teeth for
1: three days and then you got furry teeth. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do have some fears around this challenge. Um, similar to meditation challenge is the stillness factor. I'm a, um, a mover and a doer and I can be quite hyperactive. So I think the stillness factor for me, I'm resistant to. The other thing is my lack of time. I can make time absolutely. Um, but my schedule is very jam packed. However, that's just an excuse. So I do feel that with these exercises, I can do them. Like I meditate in the morning for 20 minutes. I can just get up earlier. Do my meditation, and then do my mobility. So this will be really good for me to take the time because I'm kind of using it as part mindset, part body awareness, and also physically feeling better. Yeah, absolutely. Another fear would be that I actually don't love the feeling of like stretching and being in a lengthed pos- position. I, f- I don't know why. Like I'm like I'm a boxer and I'm a runner, a sprinter. Like I'm very like like the short sharp movements. So the idea of slowing down and sitting through the pain just really makes me nervous.
0: Yeah. To be honest, you're going to do a lot less than you think because mobility, we do some dynamic stuff, but we also, yes, we do some passive work as well. And I get you to contract in certain positions when you're in this like deep stretch, I get you to actually contract, which can be intense. But to be honest, I mean, yeah. I think, I think it's really important that we put ourselves in situations where we feel somewhat uncomfortable. Like it builds resilience Absolutely. of character and in within our body. And I think we can't shy away from it. I don't think you are. I think you're going to like it more than you
1: think right now. I agree. My problem I have with my body is my lower back. I have a swollen facet joint and the muscle around it can has a spasm in years, but it just gets very tight. Um, so... I do work on that every day and then I also don't have the strongest glutes and funnily enough same thing with my core. My core looks strong but it's not as strong as it could be. So I sort of have weaker glutes, slightly weak core and then very tight um, hip flexors and very tight hamstrings. My lifestyle is active but I spend a lot of time seated. I spend a lot of time my shoulders rolled over over my phone and my laptop. I'm, I'm conscious of it but I don't have a standing desk. You know there's certain things that I could be doing which would really help me for mm-hmm. my neck, shoulders back. Mm-hmm. But we sit, you know, for nine hours a day. No wonder we have tight hip flexors. Yep. We drive in these positions. So is fifteen so it's fifteen minutes in the morning and the night mm-hmm. for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is enough time for me to notice benefits?
0: 100% yes. But it, again, it is going to depend on how your body responds. Something I would say is that your body is going to make you better at whatever it is that you mostly do. Yeah. So if you were mostly sitting in a chair for nine hours a day, or if you're mostly sitting in a chair throughout the ratio of your day, for long periods of time with minimal movement outside of that, your body is going to make you better at sitting in chairs. That's how great the body is. Mm. Adaptation. So if the the demands that you impose upon your body are quite literally just sitting in a chair, you're going to get great at that. Your vision is going to get great at, you know, just looking at a laptop. You're going to get a bit more tissue on the back of your neck because you're going to be sitting in a hunched position. Yeah. The so it needs lump. to put more tissue on the back of your spine. You get that kind of lump there. It's because the body has to to hold you in that position. It knows the head is coming forward. So it's trying to lay down more tissue so that you can keep the head up or in that position.
1: I want to talk about the physical impacts of being mobile or having good range. Well, if we look at like the
0: origins of the word mobility, it just essentially talks about movement. So, I mean, if you move better, you function better as a human. Um, Movement in our human bodies is not just, you know, our ability to kind of like literally locomote from A to B, but Things like your immune system are heavily reliant upon movement in order to function. So your lymphatic fluid Mm. can only be pushed around the body if you're moving. moving. Yeah. Yeah. It's so incredible. Mm. But it's like if you don't move enough, you're going to get that sluggish. You're going to basically have, I'm not going to say you're going to have a weak immune system, but it does mean that you're increasing the risk of that right? So we need to move as human beings. Brain function is reliant upon movement. The circulatory system, the musculoskeletal system is reliant upon movement. So if movement is causing you pain, if movement is causing you problems, it's going to cause you further problems if you just leave it and don't move. Let's
1: talk about the mental benefits of being mobile.
0: Okay. Well, I think that ultimately it just makes for because we are so reliant upon movement as humans, it's just going to make for a more comfortable life. I think there's also something to be said for increasing physical self-awareness that affects our mind, Yes, taking time out. Something that I like to say as well is that really, and it sounds, you know, a little bit naff and kind of like new age hooey, but I really believe that exercise and everything that you do in terms of fitness should be an expression of the self-love that you have or an expression of at least if you can't connect to self-love, which I totally get, sometimes I'm there with you, then then an expression of self-respect. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like self-love feels a little bit so like, oh, and a bubble bath and like, <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Light a candle and all your the problems will go really, away. Yeah. It's self-love so is discipline. Yeah. And it comes from, yeah. if you cannot connect to self-love, which I t- you know, it, it is, it's difficult at times, right? But- at the very, at the very minimum, we need to cultivate self-respect, and exercise should be a practice in that.
1: Absolutely, respecting what your body is and does, and can be. I'm planning on doing my mobility with a friend of mine, and I said to him that I'm, I said I'm doing this mobility challenge with Shona Virtue, and I, and he's really into mobility, and I said to him like, can you can you help me like can you do some can you do some with me? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. So instantly, I already feel like more connected to the challenge more motivated. I haven't someone to hold me accountable. And, you know, I don't feel alone doing it. Like Maybe. I would just listen to music and zone out anyway. Yep. Probably shouldn't be zoning out, I should be zoning in, right? You'll and be zoning in. Zoning in. Yeah. But even just having someone that wants to do it with me a few days a week is just really nice. Do you see benefits in training with someone for your social health?
0: Absolutely. I think this is something that I think we just need to talk about so much more in the health and fitness industry is the impact our relationships actually have on our physical health. So one of the longest Harvard studies that's ongoing actually is on the physical impact that our relationships can have. So not just sort of, you know, relationships affecting our emotional or psychological health, but actually how they impact health markers. It's a really, really interesting study. Um, And I think that the more that we can do to work on Cultivating healthy relationships and doing things in a healthy way in our relationships can have a much more profound effect on our physical health than we actually
1: might have given it credit for initially or that we might associate. I heard you say that there's no such thing as perfect posture. And I want to talk to you about the links between technology and our problems now with posture. I've told you that some of my posture has changed. I feel like my shoulders roll in a little bit, I definitely get a bit of a sore neck. And I do think that's because I'm looking down at my phone and at my laptop. Is there things that I can do at home, at my desk, that will loosen me up that other people listening can do as well from home or at work?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I one of the things that I recommend people do is actually set a timer or a reminder on their phone to go off every like 45 minutes. I try to move every 15 but I know that that's crazy. And sometimes when you're on a roll and in a sort of like creative vortex and you're typing away, or you're doing something, or you're editing or something, it's like unrealistic to, to get up and move every 15 minutes because it kind of pulls you out of your flow. So that's why I say every 45 minutes at least. Um, so set this reminder and it just it'll come up and it'll say like move now you can just get up. It doesn't have to be anything complex. It can be a few, I actually, you'll know all about this after the challenge, but controlled articular rotations, which is where we just work, we articulate one particular joint. So if you're sitting at your desk, you can literally just do your wrists, you can do your shoulders, your neck, a little bit of your spine, particularly your thoracic spine, Mm. few of those, and then back to work. Oh wow! And it's honestly, it will make a huge difference and you'll feel way more alert. It's also going to mean, and look, this is totally anecdotal, but I've had so many people talk to me about how they've consumed less caffeine because actually well, all they found that they needed to do was actually just move instead of reach for another pot of coffee
1: yeah, over and over again. You
0: know what I mean? It's like, just have some water instead, get up, do some movement stimulate and yourself. you'll
1: stimulate
0: yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow.
1: So my homework for this challenge is 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the afternoon. I'll be doing my afternoon mobility after my workout. And at the moment, I'm going to time it around my meditation. So I do a morning meditation. And if I can fit in an afternoon, I do. But I think I'm going to have to drop the afternoon meditation and swap it for the mobility just because of my lack of time at the moment. So I'm really happy that I've got my homework. Plus, I'm going to add it into my morning journaling so I feel that I'm really accountable and I'm sticking to it. Plus, I've got you on, on the phone. For the days that I don't feel motivated, I can pick up the phone and you're a, you're a phone call away and I've got your app, which is amazing.
0: Awesome. Yeah, you got me on
1: speed dial, mate. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in. It's been an honour.
0: Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me.
1: This is so much harder than I thought it was gonna be. Shona was right, some of these are like actual workouts. (laughs) Girl, if I got into this position, I wouldn't get out of that. I would need an ambulance. So I'm over halfway and I've realized that I need to have a bit more structure with this. So I thought I'd be just so motivated to get this done. I'm obviously doing it in real time with Shona um, on a pre-recorded video. And I'm not gonna lie, my motivation is so low. I'm finding it a little hard to do mobility on my own. I usually do a little bit of mobility before the gym or after a session but just strictly setting up to do mobility it's requiring a lot of discipline from me (laughs) and I'm in self-isolation so I suppose it's a good hobby it's a good thing to be doing keep my body moving yeah I'm feeling really good This is actually a really good challenge for you guys to do whilst you're self-isolating because you've got the time, you are probably getting really sore, a lot of people are actually training more now which I find fascinating and amazing. I highly recommend this challenge and I highly recommend getting yourself into some mobility. Okay, so I've been practicing mobility for two weeks and the challenge is now over. So the question is, am I better for it? And the answer is yes. In week one, I definitely had some struggles and I definitely had some negatives. I really struggled with motivation. I really struggled to find routine to begin with, um, especially being in self-isolation and not having a friend to do it with. And then I remembered from Genoa's episode of meditation, we spoke about cue, trigger and reward. So that is exactly what I did. I would wake up in the morning, have my morning shower, which would be a cue. Then I would have my mobility session on the carpet. And then after that, my reward was coffee and breakfast. So make sure if you're about to start something new, new you've got a cue, trigger and reward. My nighttime routine was mobility before dinner. And of course, my reward was dinner after mobility. Throughout this challenge, I actually had two days off with a broken toe and funnily enough, I missed it and I felt it when I came back to it. In week two, I really needed the upper body mobility after a long day on the laptop and I actually looked forward to it. Throughout this challenge, I really noticed my posture. My shoulders really do roll in when I'm on my laptop and my neck can really hang low. I can have really bad posture when I'm on my phone. so I actually changed that And now when I'm on my phone, I've either been using my arms on the desk and keeping my neck nice and straight, or when I am on the laptop, I'm giving myself 30 minutes of like neck rolls and shoulder rolls in between my work. In week two, by the end of this challenge, I felt more relaxed. My body was loosening up and I felt a lot stronger in some of the positions as well. For the days that I really didn't feel like moving, I would give myself a pep talk The morning routine was only 16 minutes. So I would literally say to myself, you can do this. It's only 16 minutes. And I would do the same thing in the afternoon. The hip routine was 21 minutes in the nighttime and the upper body routine was 18 minutes in the nighttime. But I did have a rookie error for the mornings that I missed my morning mobility routine. I had to do it all at night, which was really, really annoying. So if I can give you a tip, make sure you break it up in your morning and your night so you're not doing it all at once. My fears did play out throughout this challenge um, a little bit. So for the first few days, I was really resistant. Like I said, we tend to resist things that we should be doing and I certainly have resisted stretching, mobility and yoga. Um, So the the resistance was definitely there. However, because I was doing it with Shona online, it did keep, keep me pretty entertained and engaged. The impact on my physical, social and mental health was amazing for physical Um, Like I said, my body felt looser. I felt more relaxed. My lower back pain subsided. My hips loosened up quite a bit. Mentally, it cleared my mind. And this is something that I didn't think would work. I am reluctant to do things that are slow and this is a slow flowing movement. So mentally it cleared my mind and it was something that I could do to get in my body. And I found it a really mindful activity, almost like meditation. Socially, it didn't really affect me because I was in self-isolation and I would have preferred to have done this challenge with other people or at the gym. However, I did FaceTime some friends and together we did separate mobility routines, which was really good accountability. So is two weeks long enough to notice a benefit? I think it was long enough to notice a benefit, but I think with mobility, it's something that you need to do every day. It's not something that you just do for two weeks. It's something that you do every day. You either do it before the gym, in the morning or at night. And usually I do it before the gym. So I think that's the way I'm going to continue it. However, I've really enjoyed doing mobility in the morning to wake my body up. I will absolutely continue doing mobility long-term. What I am going to do is I'm not going to continue with the same mobility that I've been doing because I've been doing a lot of mobility. I've been doing mobility almost like training sessions. So now I'm going to use mobility and this mobility routine as an additive to my normal training. So whether that's doing mobility drills or a routine before my training, or in the morning or at night. I'll probably do 10 to 15 minutes daily and I'll tailor it to my body if my hips need extra attention, my lower back or my neck. And to be honest, I'll probably do full body, but I won't do full body every day. If I could give you some advice for this challenge, I would say do it with someone or have an accountability partner. It really helps when you're checking in with someone. Like I said, I've been doing it over FaceTime However, if you don't have an accountability partner, you can have accountability on your own. Put it in your calendar, lock it in like a meeting, write it in your diary, and do not cancel on yourself. The other advice I have is to make a routine and create a habit, and you will need a cue, trigger, and a reward. The other thing is if you're going to do mobility daily, you might want to break it up. I was doing quite big chunks of mobility at once. You might want to do five minutes in the morning lunch, and dinner. Do bite-sized routines. Make it fit into your lifestyle and focus on the areas that need work. If you've got a bad neck, focus on your neck. If you've got tight hips, focus on your hips. It'll make it easier for you if you're enjoying it and if you're seeing the benefits. And trust me, you will. So the main question is, did mobility help me think, move, or feel better? And the answer is yes. I am better for it. And that's my two weeks of mobility. If you want to see the behind the scenes from this challenge, check out my Instagram at Katie Williams. My next challenge is fasting with naturopath and nutritionist Layla Metcalf. Join me next time to see if I'm better for it. Better for it was presented by Katie Williams and produced in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer Lindsay Green, audio producer Darcy Thompson, and executive producer Jennifer Goggin. For more episodes, head to podcast Download the free Podcast One Australia app or search Better For It Podcast.